so excited to be here. I have to be honest, this is my third take because my children keep on running in and interrupting, but that is the realness of this. So I am so excited to be bringing you guys. Um, this episode is actually going to be wrapping up our first season. So for those of you who've listened to all of the episodes or even a few of the episodes, you can probably, you probably know that this season's been really about figuring it out, right? And it went from like the download of how I like woke up at three o'clock in the morning and was like, oh my God, to all the way to now. So this is the seventh episode of season one. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for encouraging me. I really, really appreciate it. It's been an incredible journey so far, and I'm so excited for today's episode, but first I want to give you a little bit of an insight on what's to come. So for this next season, I'm going to be interviewing female leaders that I know, love, and just totally am always cheering on, and uh, they're just so amazing. So female leaders who are also moms, who are rocking it, who are already very financially successful, who are already making a big impact uh, in their community and also globally. So why am I interviewing specifically female leaders who are moms? (laughs) Because it does take a certain kind of grit and hunger to be an ambitious woman who's also raising children. It takes a lot for sure, right? It's for women who want and demand more, more out of their life. They don't want to settle. They want the best for their kids, the best for their community, the best for their family. They're always thinking of ways of improving and they demand the best of themselves and are committed to endless improvement. And yes, some days, all of these moms, myself included, don't want to be ambitious at all we just want to call it a day you know get a room at a hotel and just like pretend that we have no responsibilities but then once we're recharged we go back to it (laughs) and I salute all of you moms out there who are just going above and beyond for your family and for every aspect of your life and I really hope that this podcast helps you and supports you and encourages you on the days that you want to quit We had an episode like that. (laughs) So what's to come is a really powerful series of interviews of women who I really think that you're going going to have a takeaway from at least one powerful takeaway from each. And these are women who I've been around since some of them since the beginning of my journey of, um, you know, really leaning into entrepreneurship. And we've gone from being single in the city in Toronto all the way to now. And some women I've really been learning from um, and supporting from afar. So I'm going to be excited to be bringing you them. Well, I'm going to aim for about one a week. I already have them all booked, just a matter of our schedules aligning and all that. So stay tuned for that. All right. So today we're going to be talking about personal leadership. I thought this was the perfect um, bookend to this first episode because personal leadership is where any change that you want to make in your family, in your career, in your business, in your community, in your school, it all starts with personal leadership. You can't inspire change if you're not leading yourself first, right? It always starts with yourself. 
So before you lead a family to, you know, all the great things that you want for your family, you have to start with yourself. It all starts with mom. Isn't that right? Right? (laughs) You know, it's um, whenever I'm looking to improve or make changes, you know, for the family, I just really look to model that myself in a real practical way. Because if I just kind of preach to the kids or my husband and tell them how we should change, it's not really going to work, right? So I will model that. I'll bring it into the family meals, into different rituals that we do as a family. And that's how I make the change by leading by example, right? So I know that we all want to raise children who, you know, embody all the characteristics that we hope for them, kindness, compassion, self-starters, you know, leadership. We want them to just to be great people, right? <laughs> and in order for for them to become that, the really the only way or the most effective way, I guess, is for us to embody that ourselves. Because our children may not always listen to our words, but they're always listening to what we do, how we behave, things we say in passing, our phone conversations, how we interact with others. So it's really best that we embody that most of the time. Don't get me wrong, I'm not even close to being perfect. But if we can make a conscious effort to say, okay, like, what characteristics do I want my children to embody? And how can I show them that? How can I show them that when you know, I, I want to quit. I keep going. When I'm feeling discouraged, I talk about that with my kids and say, okay, so mommy's feeling this way, and but I'm deciding not to give up for these reasons, right? Or I'm feeling tired, so what can I do to energize myself? Or, you know, I'm feeling really run down today, kids, so mommy's going to just take a few hours. You're going to go out with daddy, and I'm just going to practice like some self-care and take care of myself and that's what we all need to do to fill our cup you know there's lots of examples but just really communicating that with our kids is really effective Uh, this is really not a parenting podcast but let's get into the leadership here the personal leadership so there are opportunities to plant seeds to lead by example in every aspect of our lives so again every change we want to make it starts with ourselves so within our family I'm going to give you some real life examples here. Um, in, like in the family, in my house, like my immediate family, um, this is going back about a year, I wanted to bring more of a gratitude practice into my life. And doing the gratitude journal at night didn't really work because I typically passed out with my kids. So what I we did instead was we at, um, at dinner, instead of doing like a typical grace, because that's not necessarily how our family, um, that's not really the style of our family, um, we did, we just went around and said our thank yous. So each of us said, thank you for, you know, so-and-so playing with me at recess and, you know, we went around and some days was easier than others and some dinners were more like, you know, ideal than others, but we all went around and said our thank yous. And that was a really easy way to, you know, we're all eating dinner anyways, to get the gratitude practice going. Now that recently kind of felt like it was kind of uh, fizzling out. Like 
<laughs> the kids weren't really excited about it anymore. So we just switched it up to um, to doing like a cheers and like a celebration. So, okay, what are we celebrating tonight, guys? Like, let's do a cheers. And we were, we're cheersing to like what we're looking forward to, what's to come. You know, maybe they got, you know, they were, um, they got some sort of award at school that day. You know, I'll, I'll say things that I'm proud of in my business, things like that. So that's working really well right now. Okay, so today is actually Canadian Thanksgiving, so I'll be going to my extended family, uh, to my Nana's house, and the opportunity here is I really wanted to, as a family, to model giving back. So, you know, we're so blessed to be going to Nana's house, to be warm, safe, and eating delicious food together. So I thought, let's actually, you know, create a way to give back today. So I just got a really cute little wooden box. And I sent a uh, text message to all of my cousins and aunts and uncles. And I said, hey guys, today we're going to, at Thanksgiving, I'm going to have put a wooden box on the table, no pressure, but I would really love it if we could all give a few dollars to this specific um, orphanage in Mexico. And I just shared like how a dollar feeds so many children and things like that. And uh, everyone was so excited about it because, you know, we've all gone on vacations and we've passed by the poverty, we've seen it ourselves or we've seen it on TV. But even, you know, I said that even on our worst day, even if things are going the worst possible, we are still so blessed. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous about putting it out there and leading that and like, oh God, what are people going to think, you know, but everyone was so excited and just so happy just for a really simple opportunity to give back. All right, so let's move on to neighborhood. So in your neighborhood, there are opportunities to lead by example, to plant seeds for change. Now, right now, it's um, election time, I think, both in the U.S. and Canada. So we could definitely talk about things that we wish were different or better or things like that. But we also have the opportunity to lead by example. So we, um, we actually live in a really great neighborhood, um, but there's not a real sense of community necessarily. Um, and I just like, I would love for us to really come together as a community and to create a really cool, healthy, happy community where we're supporting each other. So myself and one of my friends, Zachara, were like, okay, let's lead a walking group. So we have a walking group going on. And yesterday we taught yoga in the park and um, just, you know, we, we actually had a little donation box to the same orphanage in Mexico and it was just great. So we're getting some conversations going and we're just saying like, it's making me like say hi to my neighbors and, you know, think about your neighborhood, your neighbors. And this is a great piece of advice that I got when I've, um, this is maybe going back four years ago, I was really looking to make the next jump in my business. And one of my mentors said to me, he said, I want you to think locally, but act globally. And I was like, what does that mean? He said, do your neighbors know what you do? Have you helped your neighbors get healthier? I was like, no. I haven't, I haven't even talked to them, right? So he's like, I want you to start there. I know that in, you know, with social media and all the things that you're great at, you could definitely build across the world, but let's start with your neighborhood. And I thought that was a really great piece of advice. So your community, obviously, there's opportunities to lead by example and get involved in your work, in your business. Things might not be going exactly as you want them to, but it's going to start with you. Even if you work in a situation where there's like, 
you know, politics and rules and stuff like that, there's still things, initiatives that you can take that you're not necessarily going to get paid for. They may or may not even be well received, but you don't know till you try, right? Until you start thinking outside the box and doing that little extra. In my business specifically, 100% I need to lead by example. My team models and embodies the things that I do or don't do. And I personally would never ask them to do something that I wasn't willing to do. And I know that when I'm aligned and I'm leading myself, my team follows suit, right? So leading by example. And then of course, we can expand this to our greatest ambitions for life and for the world, but it starts with ourselves. Look at some of the biggest leaders, you know, in the world and people that you really admire, like Oprah Winfrey, she definitely leads herself first, right? So right now I want to bring us to a real practical exercise, and that is six steps to create your own personal leadership plan. Sound good? And this is something that you can share with others. And if you're looking for the bookmark, the lessons will start around uh, 12 minutes, okay? So six steps to create your own personal leadership plan. Number one, ready? (laughs) We need to find our why. Find your why. Now, I find that this sometimes is such like an abstract question and concept and people are like, oh God, what's my why? What's my life purpose? Like it's so much pressure and you think you need to create one that sounds like Mother Teresa-esque, you know, but really it's what is motivating you right now? Right now, what is motivating you to want to get up early, like want to be uncomfortable and try new things, want to kind of put in the extra work? Why do you want to be a leader? Why do you want more? What do you want more of, right? Finding your why right now and your why can evolve and change, but it's really what moves you so deeply. Now, one of my biggest whys and something that stays consistent, even though I'll have additional whys that are really driving me in the more the short term, the the one why that stays true and gives me goosebumps and the first time that I heard it, I cried. And, and I was working with a coach and she goes, I know what your why is after she learned more about me and that. She says, you just want to be a role model to your boys. You want your boys to be proud of you. You want them to make better decisions in life because of something they've seen you do. And I was like, oh, oh my God, so good. That's it. So simple, right? And imagine that. Imagine if your children... Are, are like, oh, what would mom do? Oh, I'm not going to quit because mom wouldn't have quit. She, she wouldn't quit, right? Mom's going to stop and help that person. She's going to start that project even though she's tired. <laughs> she's going to go the extra mile even though everyone's like, why is she doing that, right? So find your why, something that really, really moves you. And in terms of leadership, like what other leaders inspire you? So why do you want to be a leader? Okay. The next thing is, the next step here is define what a good leader is to you. So again, who are the people that you really admire that are leading communities, that are global leaders, who inspire you, 
They could be on social media. They could be um, they could be really funny, but they are like like leading, you know, a movement of moms like totally just coming into acceptance and supporting each other. Who is a good leader to you? Is it someone who listens? Is it someone who cares? Is it someone who goes the extra mile? Think of people who you really would love to, you know, take what they're doing and say, okay, what do I love about this? What do I love about how they show up? and how they go above and beyond, and how they have created change. And maybe they're quiet leaders, right? One of my mentors and, and my longest mentor in the, and the mentor who's made the biggest difference in my life, uh, her name is Leanne Jacobs. She is a very quiet leader. She's like a leader behind the scenes, like a ninja leader. <laughs> and what I think she's really fabulous at is she'll say, she always turns it around. So when I've come to her, you know, different times in my, you know, career and life journey, going from, again, single Toronto girls all the way to the, you know, the journey that's led me to being married, two kids and, you know, running this incredible business, you know, she'll, I'll come to her, you know, desperate and broken and like lost and, and she'll say, okay, she, what do you think you should do? Or what do you think would make the biggest impact right now? And she's always really good at asking questions. And then she will definitely show up and help and, and give very generously. But it's always about me taking a step and then her taking a step. So I think this is a really a great quality of leadership. She models by example, but she also doesn't do it for me, right? Because I'm sure you can relate that the, the best way to teach other people is not to do it for them. Right? We can obviously relate this back to our children. right? So number three, the next step for creating our own personal leadership plan here is assessing yourself honestly. Honestly. Okay. So this might mean, and sometimes we were like, we don't want to go there because it kind of can sting. But this is your opportunity here to assess yourself and to say, okay, where can I really improve, right? Where have I been dropping the ball? What is a habit that really is not helping myself or anyone? What is an example of self-sabotage, right? Assessing yourself honestly and definitely the first step that will get you more than halfway there is just really noticing it, saying, okay, I'm, I definitely procrastinate. That's a thing, but I don't need to do that at moving forward, right? But I'm going to be aware of it, right? So assessing yourself honestly. Number four is to master your leadership skills. So what does that look like? It means reading 15, 20 minutes of a leadership book each day or listening to a leadership audio, right? I can put some examples in the show notes for you guys, but there's some great leadership books out there. You know, I love John Maxwell. I love Robin Sharma. There's some really great leadership books out there. So we have to master our leadership skills. And just a really practical way is, you know, looking at your vision board, your vision statement, asking yourself what you want, how you want to feel, and then looking for opportunities to create that in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your business, right? And master those leadership skills by obviously using those muscles, 
right? Be the first one to raise your hand and volunteer. <laughs> so number five, create a timeline for yourself. So a goal without a plan is just a dream. You know, talk is cheap. So we need to create milestones and specific achievable goals. So you want to write um, action plans or steps you need to take in order to achieve these goals. So if you want to get better at networking, you will need to get to networking events, right? Maybe listen to a little audio on the way there about how to be a good networker. And then set a timeline of when you can achieve your goals, right? So creating a timeline for yourself is really important because, you know, I think vision boards, um, they work really well. Um, but if we don't have a way to really measure them, it can really just take a long time. So what I like to do is to work, like right now I'm leading a group through a seven-week journey and everyone has very specific goals and intentions that they are going to create and bring to life in those seven weeks, right? And these are all part of their bigger one-year plan, two-year plan, five-year plans of where they are going. All right, so the last thing here I want, you to, I want to talk to you guys about is keeping an eye out for leadership opportunities. Now, this is really interesting because I know that you don't have this any really extra time laying around <laughs> but there are opportunities to lead and the thing is, is you're gonna be busy anyways so for example if you are um, going to be a speaker at an event that's obviously a given leadership opportunity but how can you maybe ensure that the event is more of a success maybe take more of a lead on being in on a marketing meeting or giving some um, ideas and initiatives for you know to sell out the, the event um, look for leadership opportunities in all of aspects of your life and it's really it doesn't have to be about you like you know leading the ship and being the first one you know and everyone's looking at you it can really be a quiet little little uh, again like planting those seeds of change right so again you know at thanksgiving dinner today there'll be that wooden box and that right there was a leadership opportunity to lead giving back to lead the value of gratitude of making a difference of making a, uh, an impact together right so looking for these leadership opportunities um, I'm also hosting a local retreat and the thing is is I don't really have to do that the the company that I'm partnered with there's a lot of support and training that's available but I'm like what could we do above and beyond to make it really good to really to create a really special experience for my local team members so we're doing like a super luxurious retreat by the water, right? And this is, again, this is just embodying going above and beyond, right? Giving that little extra because it's that little extra that makes all the difference. So how I'm personally leading and growing myself <laughs> right now is um, I am redoing my website and really leaning into um, a, a website and a service provider called Kajabi. Have you guys heard of it? So K-A-J-A-B-I.com. 
I'm really excited about that. So this is going to be a way for me to have my courses, you know, evergreen and you guys can plug into them and start them whenever you'd like. It's also going to give me the opportunity to share my business model with more people. And I had to say like, again, this is a great example of like, I could have just kept my old website going and that works, but what is the next step of growth, of improving? And this year, you know, was really it. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Hopefully that's ready by the time we launch the next season. Lots of love to you guys. In the show notes, I'm going to include books on leadership. I'll include the link to Kajabi. I'll include anything else that I think is valuable. Right now, I'm drinking this amazing water. I'll probably put this that in the show notes too. Um, it's not an ad or anything. It's just really, it's been great for keeping me really hydrated and it just tastes so good. It's called Flow. I'll put that in the show notes. But thanks for being here, guys. Lots of gratitude and so, so, so excited for this next season uh, where we're going. I'm going to introduce you to some incredible women who are rocking it and we're both going to, we're all going to learn from them and, and grow. So thanks for being here. Lots of love. Talk soon. Bye.